Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman, member by Avram Goldai, and today we're in Zechaz Yuma Daf Tes, the first parak Shiva's Yamim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara in Daf Ches Amun Beis mentioned that there was great turnover of Kohanim Gadoim during Baisheni due to their unworthiness to serve in the position. Rabbi Baruchana said in the Rabbi Yochanan, "What's the meaning of that which is written? Yiras Hashem Tosif Yamim Ushnos Rishaim Tigzarna. The fear of Hashem will increase days, but the years of the wicked." will be shortened, the fear of Hashem will increase days as a reference to Mikdash Rishon, which stood for 410 years, and throughout that period, only 18 Kohanim Gadoim served in it. But the years of the wicked will be shortened is a reference to Mikdash Shani, which stood for 420 years, yet more than 300 Kohanim Gadoim served in it. Now, when one deducts from the 420 years, the 40 years that Shimon Tzadik served, the 80 years that Yochanan Kongadol served, and the 10 years that Yishmael ben Pavi served, and some say the 11 years that Rebbe ben Chassam served, you'll find that none of the Kohanim Gadoim that served from that point forward lived out their year in office. Point number two, Rebbe Yochum ben Torsa said, Mifnei ma'char v'shilu, why was Shilu destroyed? Mifnei she'eye b'shnei d'varim, gilio rise u'bizion kadashim, because of two things that were present there, immorality and a reverence of the Kadshim. The Gemara explains that the immorality was the behavior of Elia Cohen's sons, who delayed the women's bring bird offerings, which prevented them from returning home to their husbands. Their reverence to Kachim was that they had their servants take the meat of the Shlamim before they were entitled to them. Rabbi Yochanan continues and states that Bais Rishon was destroyed because of three things. Avodazora Gilirai Sushvichus Damim, Avodazora, immorality and bloodshed. Now, why was Bais Shani destroyed when we know they were involved in Torah, Mitzvahs, and Gemilas Sosadim? Because of Sinas Chinam. This teaches that Sinas Chinam is equal to the three cardinal sins of Avodazora, Gilirai, and Shvichus Damim. Now the Gemara questions whether no Sinas Chinam existed during Bais Rishon, bringing a puzzle that indicates that it did exist, and answers that the puzzle was referring to the Nisei Israel, the leaders of the people. It was not prevalent, however, among the general population. And point number three, but Yochim and Belazer both said, Rishonim Nisgala Ovonam, Nisgala Kitzam. The earlier ones, whose iniquity was revealed, had their end revealed. Rashi explains that during Bais Rishon, people transgressed openly and made no effort to conceal their transgressions. Therefore, Yirmiyahu prophesied that the Gaulus and Baba would last 70 years. The later ones, whose iniquity was not revealed, their end was not revealed. Rashi explains that the people during Bayashani did their transgressions in secret. The Marsha says that they harbored unwarranted hatred toward their fellow men in their hearts while in public they would eat and drink together. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara and Dachesama base mentioned that there was a great turnover of Kohan Gadoim during Bayashani due to their unworthiness to serve in the position Rabbi Baruch Hanna said in the Rabbi Yochan, what's the meaning of that which is written, Yerush Hashem Tosif Yamim, Ushnos Rishayim Tigzorna, the fear of Hashem will increase days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The fear of Hashem will increase days is a reference to Mikdash Rishon, which stood for 410 years, and throughout that period only 18 Gohan Gadolim served in it. But the years of the wicked will be shortened is a reference to Mikdash Shani, which stood for 420 years, yet more than 300 Gohan Gadolim served in it. When one deducts from the 420 years, the 40 years that Shimon Tzaddik served, the 80 years that Yochan Gadol, the 80 years that Yochanan Gadol served, and the 10 years that Yishmael ben Pabi served, and some say the 11 years that Belazar ben Harsim served, you'll find that none of the Kohanim Gadolim that served from that point forward lived out their year in office. Point number two, Rabbi Yochanan ben Torah said, Why was Shiloh destroyed? Because of two things that were present there, immorality and reverence of the Kadshim. The Gemara explains that the immorality was the behavior of Elia Cohen's sons, who delayed the woman bringing bird offerings, which prevented them from returning home to their husbands. The irreverence to Kadshim was that they had their servants take the meat of the Shlami before they were entitled to them. 
Rabbi Yochan continues and states that Bayez Rishon was destroyed because of three things. Avodah Zorah, Gilead rights, which was damim. Avodah Zorah, immorality and bloodshed. Why was Bayez Shani destroyed when we know that they were involved in Torah, Mitzvahs, and Gilead Sasadim? Because of Sinas Chinam. This teaches that Sinas Chinam is equal to the three cardinal sins of Avodah Zorah, Gilead rights, and Shvichos damim. The more questions whether no Sinas Chinam existed during Bayez Rishon, bringing a Pasuk that indicates that it did exist and answers that the Pasuk is referring to the Nisei Yisrael, the leaders of the people, it was not prevalent, however, among the general population. And point number three, Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lazar both said, The earlier ones whose iniquity was revealed had their end revealed. Rashi explains that during Bais Rishon, people transgressed openly and made no effort to conceal their transgressions. Therefore, Yermiel prophesied that the Galas and Baba would last 70 years. The later ones whose iniquity was not revealed, their end was not revealed. Rashi explains that the people during Bayashani did their transgressions in secret. The Maharsha says they harbored unwarranted hatred toward their fellow men in their hearts, while in public they would eat and drink together. Alright, so now we go to our Simvardav test, and our standard simon is a teapot, because teapot starts with a t sound, and a test sort of looks like a teapot. So here goes. More than 300 muzzle tube on your new position, teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls, and where people sat and drank coffee, pretending to be friends. Once again, it's slow motion. More than 300 muzzle tub on your new position teapots, teapots, that must be more on Duff, Tess. More than 300 muzzle tub on your new position teapots were smashed, which reminds us, Rabbi Baruch Hanna said in the name of Yochanan, what's the meaning of that which is written, Yiras Hashem Tosif Yamim, Ushnos Rishayim Tiksarna, the fear of Hashem will increase days, but the years of the wicked will be short, and the fear of Hashem will increase days is a reference to Mikdash Rishon, which stood for four and ten years, and throughout that period, only 18 Kohan Gadolim served in it. But the years of the wicked will be shortened is a reference to Mikdash Shani, which stood for 420 years, yet more than 300 Kohan Gadolim served in it. So, more than 300 muscle tub on your position teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls, which reminds us, Sheol was destroyed because of two things that were present there, immorality and irreverence of the Kachim. The Gemara explains that the morality was the behavior of Elia Cohen's sons, who delayed the one bringing bird offerings, which prevented them from returning home to their husbands, and the irreverence to Kachim was that they had their servants take the meat of the Shlamim before they were entitled to them. Rabbi Yochanan continues and states that Bayez Rishon was destroyed because of three things. Avodah Zorah, Gilead Rice, and Shvichus Damim. Why was Bayez Shani destroyed when we know they were involved with Torah, Mrs. Kmilo, Sasadim? Because of Sinas Chinam. This teaches that Sinas Chinam is equal to the three cardinal sins of Avodah Zorah, Gilead Rice, and Shvichus Damim. So, more than 300 muzzle tub on your new position, teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls and where people sat and drank coffee pretending to be friends. Which reminds Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lezer both said, The earlier ones whose iniquity was revealed had their end revealed. Rashi explains that during Bayez Rishon, people transgressed openly and made no effort to conceal their transgressions. Therefore, Yirmiyahu prophesied that the Galas and Bavol would last seven years. The later ones whose iniquity was not revealed, their end was not revealed. Rashi explains that the people during Bayez did their transgressions in secret. The Marashah says they harbored unwarranted hatred toward their fellow men in their hearts, while in public they would eat and drink together. So once again, more than 300 muzzle tub on your new position, teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls and where people sat and drank coffee, pretending to be friends. Alright, now it's time for four blah back Chazara. Daf hey, so the sim for Daf hey is hey. So here goes. The people forgot to do smicha and tenufa were told they should sit on bundles of hey, hey. That must mean we're on Duff. Hey. 
that people forgot to do smicha and tenufa. We're told they should sit on bottles of hay, which reminds us the Gemara and Dabdalan on the base brought him a chutz between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina regarding the Megillah. Rabbi Yochanan holds called Kasbeh and Ma'akbeh, and everything written concerning them, referring to the details of the Megillah service, are essential to them. Omitting one of the details would have invalidated the Megillah. Rabbi Chanina holds Davar Ma'akbedoros Ma'akbehen she'ain Ma'akbedoros ain't Ma'akbehen. Only something that's essential for future generations is essential to the Megillah, but something that's not essential for future generations is not essential to them and would not invalidate the Megillah. The Gemara identifies. For actions which are not ma'ak of the avoda in future generations, which would be the points of contention between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. Number one, smicha. Number two, tenufa. Number three, prisha shiva. It's a question the Kohen Gadol was seven days before Yom Kippur. And four, ribu shiva umashicha shiva. Donning the Kohen Gadol on his garments for seven days and anointing him with oil for seven days as part of his installation. So that people forgot to do smicha and tenufa, were told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a Kohen reading the Parsha Amigulim, which reminds us that Rabbi Yochanan said in Rabbi Shemar Yechai, where do we know that also reading the Parsha of the Migulim is essential? Rashi explains that in Parsha Tzav, before beginning the seven days of Migulim on the 23rd of Adar, Moshe gathered Ben Yisrael at the entrance of the Mishkan and announced this is the thing Hashem commanded to do. Now, given this introduction, we would expect Moshe to relate a message from Hashem, but the Torah doesn't record the message. The Gemara therefore understands the Pasuk to mean that before beginning the Migulim, Moshe read them the step-by-step instructions recorded in Tzitzavah. Where do we know that if Moshe had not read them, the Migulim would have been invalidated? Talmud Gomer. For the Torah states, Moshe said to the assembly, This is the word that Hashem has commanded, which implies that even the speech is essential. So the people forgot to do smicha and tenufa, were told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a Kohen reading the Parsha of Miluim, and then take a test on how Moshe put the belts on Aaron and his sons. Which reminds us that there's a malchokas between Rebbechia's sons and Rebbechia regarding how Moshe dressed Aaron and his sons. One says Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons, and the other says that he dressed Aaron and his sons at the same time. Abai clarifies that they agree regarding the Ksonis and Mitznefes, the tunic and the turban, that Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons. They disagree regarding the Avnate, the belt, based on the different way they understand the Psukim in Parshas Tetzaveh and Sav. Davav. So the Simr Davav is a sword. So here goes. The Kohen Gadu who was sequestered from his wife and was using a sword, sword, that must be more Davav. The Kohen Gadu was sequestered from his wife and was using his sword as a pointer to read the daytime mikvah hour schedule, which reminds us the Gemara why the Kohen Gadu is required to separate from his wife when his wife could be sequestered with him on the temple grounds and answers, Shemi Yabu Alishtabatim is fake need. Perhaps he'll have relations with his wife when she has no reason to think that she's a need and she will afterwards be found to be an impossible need at that time. In that case, the Kohen Gadu will be tummy for seven days and will not be able to perform the avoda of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Zer said that we can learn from this that a bow Anita ain't a Kanita, one who has relations with Anita, is not Tommy exempted a Kanita and immerses himself during the seventh day without having to wait until nightfall. For if you say he's like Anita, requiring Tevila after nightfall the seventh day, how could the Kongadu had relations with his wife the day he was sequestered do the avoda of Yom Kippur? He would need to immerse himself the night of Yom Kippur and wait until the following day before he could enter the base of Migdash. So the Kohen Gadu, who was sequestered from his wife and was using a sword as a pointer to read the daytime mikvah hour schedule, was delighted to receive visitors from the daily base of. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks why the Kohen Gadu is not sequestered from possible tumors of mace. Rashi explains he should be sequestered not only from his wife, but from all visitors, unless someone dies in his presence. Rav Tachlifa, the father of Rav Huna, said in the name of Rava, Zosomeris, tumors of mace, hutrahibatsibor. This tells us that tumors of mace is permitted with regard to the community. This means that if any tumors of mace restriction interferes with the communal sacrifice, the Torah commands without reservation that the restriction be disregarded. 
There is therefore no need to prevent the Kongado from being sequestered from visitors. Ravina said, I feel tame with Tumas Ames to Chuya Hibitsibur. You can even say that Tumas Ames is merely overridden with regard to the community which requires observing Tumas restrictions if at all possible. The reason that the Kongado does not need to be sequestered from visitors is that Tumas Ames lo Shkicha. Tumas Ames is not common at all. Tumas Beis lo Shkicha. Whereas Tumas of his house, meaning from his wife, is somewhat common. So the Kongado was sequestered from his wife and was using his sword as a pointer to read the daytime mikveh hour schedule was delighted to receive visitors from the daily base of half who were tummy and half who were tower. Which reminds us, the more brings Malchokas and Marim regarding Tumas and Mace. Rav Nachman said, it's permitted with regard to the community. But Rav Shesha said, it's merely overridden with regard to the community. The Gemara explains that where there are Tameh and Torah Kohanim in the same base of, all agree that the Torah Kohanim should serve and the Tameh one should not, even in offering communal offerings. The only disagree if Torah Kohanim from another base of should be brought when all the members of the current base of are Tameh. Rav Nachman says we do not need to seek Torah Kohanim, and Rav Shesha says they must seek Torah Kohanim from a different base of. Some say that even in a case where there are both Tameh and Torah Kohanim in the same base of, Rav Nachman disagrees and says that Tameh ones can also serve the cult Tumas Mace Vetzibur Rachman Asharia, for the merciful one permitted all cases of corpse tumor with regard to the community. Dav Zayn, so the similar Dav Zayn is a gun, a clay Zayn, gun. So here goes. The sniper, sniper with a gun, that must mean we're on Dav Zayn. The sniper who shot the sheriffs that landed on the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered, which reminds us that Rav Sheshis brings the following as the source for his ruling, the Tumatuchuyi, but Zibur. It was taught in a bright side of a Kohen standing and offering the Omer that became Tommy in his hand. He tells other Kohanim they bring another one in its place. If there's no other barley from the new crop available, we tell him, have you be wise and remain sound. We see though that when there is another Omer available, it is brought in place of the original one, which implies Tumatuchuyi, but Zibur. Rav Nachman, who holds Tumahutrahi Betzibur, answered that he agrees that in cases where there are remnants fit for consumption, it's preferable to avoid making the communal offerings in Tuma, where she explains that even though a communal offering may be offered in a state of Tuma, without reservation, it cannot be eaten in Tuma except for the Pesach. So when an offering is meant to be eaten, we do what we can so it can be eaten in a state of Tahara. So the sniper who shot the sheriff to land on the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered... Davana on Yom Kippur that he attained atonement when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kodesh Kodoshim without his tzitz. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchukas Tanam regarding Tumahutra Hibatzibur or Duchuya Hibatzibur. It was taught in a brace of Rabbi Shimon says that tzitz is Maratza whether it's on the Kohen Gadol's forehead or not. Rabbi Yudah says it's only Maratza when it's on his forehead. Rabbi Shimon challenged Rabbi Yudah based on the fact that the tzitz is not on the forehead of the Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur when he performs the inner avoda, and yet it's still Maratza. Rabbi Yudah replied that a proof from Yom Kippur is not effective since Tuma Hutra Wobetzibur, because Tuma is permitted for him in regard to the community, and the tzitz is not needed to affect acceptance of the communal offerings. Rashi explains that the entire inner avoda consists of communal offerings. The Gemara concludes that this price implies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Tuma is merely overridden in regard to the community, and that Sitz is in fact needed to affect acceptance for a communal offering. So the sniper who shot the sheriffs that landed in the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered, Davin and Yom Kippur that he attained atonement when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kosh without his Sitz, which he also never wore when he went to sleep. Which reminds us, Abai said the Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yudah agreed that if the Sitz is broken, it's not Maratza. They disagree when it's hanging on a peg, meaning that it's intact, but the Kohen Gadol is not wearing it. Yuda says it's not Maratz because the Pasuk states Al-Metzach Benasa. It shall be on the Aaron's forehead so that he shall bear the sin of the sacred offerings, implying that it is only Maratz while it's on his forehead. Rabbi Shimon holds that it is still Maratz even when it's not worn. As it says, Tamid will Ratzum Livne Hashem. It shall be on his forehead always to bring them favor before Hashem. Rabbi Shimon said that the meaning of Tamid always cannot be literal. For how then does the Kohen Gadot go to the bathroom or go to sleep? 
He certainly is not permitted to wear the tzitz during those times. Ella tamid maratzahu. Rather, the term tamid always means that the tzitz is always maratzah, even when it's not worn. Davches, so the standard symbol for davches is a challah. So here goes. The baker commissioned to bake challahs. Challahs, that must be worn davches. The baker commissioned to bake challahs for Kohanim when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazah into their chambers, which reminds us that Gmar brings a three-way machokas tonight regarding hazah for the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, and for the Kohen who will burn the paraduma. According to Rabbi Meir, they would both be sprinkled upon all seven days of their separation. Rabbi Yossi says they would only be sprinkled upon the third and seventh days. And Rachinina Skanakwanim says the Kohen Asorf is a par of Koshiva. The Kohen who was burning the par would be sprinkled upon during all seven days, but the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur would be sprinkled upon only on the third and seventh days. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi both hold Tvilobizmana mitzvah, immersion at its appointed time, is a mitzvah, meaning it must be done immediately upon the conclusion of one's tumor period. But they disagree whether makshinin hazal le tevila. Rabbi Meir does, and Rabbi Yossi does not. Rabbi Chinina Skanakohanim also does not make the comparison, and he holds that sprinkling the cone who's to burn the paraduma all seven days is ba'ama, merely a stringency. So the baker commissioned to bake chalas for Kohanim when they were sequestered, watched them walk from their daily hazan to their chambers, one for Tahara, where no one could touch him, and the other for Kedusha, which reminds us, it was Tanda Brisa, that there is no difference between the Kohen who burns the Paraduma and the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, except that regarding the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, his sequester is for Kedusha, and his fellow Kohanim may touch him. Rashi explains that as the Kohen Gadol prepares to enter the Machin and Shechina, we need to prevent him from being haughty or frivolous, so being put in solitude will make him reflect on his mission. However, there's no reason to forbid visitors from touching him. Whereas regarding the Kohen who will burn the Paraduma, his sequester is for Tahara, for purification, and his fellow Kohanim cannot touch him. Rashi explains that the purpose of a sequester was to be more machmir in his purity as a counterbalance to the kula of contaminating him and immersing him on the day of the burning to repudiate the opinion of the tzedukim. So the baker commissioned to bake chalas for kohanim when they were sequestered, watched them walk from their daily hazan to their chambers, one for tahara where no one could touch him, and the other for kedusha, which was in the middle of renovations again. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce that Rebuda says that the Lishkas Parhedon was originally called the Lishkas Balvate, the Chamber of Balvate, meaning aristocrats, because the Gohanim Gadolim of that era were honorable men. Later they became wicked as they paid the king for their position instead of attaining it on their merits, and they died every year. As a result, the chamber was remodeled every 12 months for its new resident, and it was similar to the low-level appointees of the king called Parhedron, who were replaced every 12 months. Therefore they called it the Lishkas Parhedron. Alright, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus... Three bonus questions from previous Masechitas. Number one. Which of the one of source for Tumah Dechuyah Hibasibah was from the case of the Omer becoming Tameh and another one being brought in to replace it? That's on Daf. Zayn. Good number two. Which of the one that because people during Baishen did not reveal their transgressions were guilty of Sinas Chinam, the end of the Gauls was not revealed? That's on Daf. Task. Good number three. Which of the one the Kohen God was required to separate from his wife seven days before Yom Kippurim as she might become a Suffolk Nida? That's on Daf. Vav. Good number four. Which of the one the name of the Lishka for the Kongado was changed from Lishka's Balvati to Lishka's Barhedron because the Kohanim were not worthy and kept changing every year like low-level appointees of a king? That's on Duff. Yes. Good number five. Which of the one that the reading the parts of the Milulim is Ma'akiv? That's on Duff. Hey. Good number six. Which stuff did we learn the various causes of the Khurban of Shilu, Bais, Rishon, and Bais Sheni? That's on Duff. Task. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a three women of regarding Hazar for the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippurim and the Kohen doing the Avoda of the Paraduma? That's on Daf. Ches. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have the Kohen Gadol is permitted to have visitors and there isn't a concern about the possibility of his becoming Tawi from Tumas and Mace? That's on Daf.
Vav. Gudamaran wished that the preacher of the Kongal before Yom Kippurim was for Kedusha, whereas the preacher of the Kohen during the Avoda of the Paraduma was for Tahara, that's on Dav. Ches, good. And number 10, wished that they learned that over 300 Kohanim Gadolim served in Baisheni, not living up their year, that's on Dav. Test. Good, now the three bonus questions. Number one, which stuff when what is not worn when one withdraws funds? That's on Duff. Chesen Shkalim. Good, number two. Which stuff when the Maim Achronim Chova? That's on Duff. Yud Zayin and Erevin. Good, and number three. Which stuff when the Kas Shlishis is called the Kas Atzlanis? That's on Duff. Samachim Psachim. Excellent, right? That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Evangelim Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.